And welcome back. A transatlantic boatload of talent will be performing in St. Louis a little later this month, and the Beatles will get a whole new sound when it happens. St. Louis's own John McDaniel will accompany Britain's premier vocalist Barb Junger at the Kranzberg in a program called Come Together. It features the Beatles' songbook. They give the familiar something new. John is a Grammy and Emmy Award-winning arranger and pianist known to millions for his years as band leader for the Rosie O'Donnell TV show. Barb Junger is known for her popular music, theater, cabaret, and jazz performances. I sat down with John while we waited for Barb's phone call from London and asked how these two found each other. Gosh, you know, I had heard of Barb for years and years, and I just our paths hadn't crossed, and finally about five years ago I went to see her, and I sat there with my jaw down on the floor, and I said, who is this creature? There's no one like her. And after the show, I, I ran up to her, and she was selling CDs in the lobby, and I said, you and I have to be friends, and we have to work together. And she said, security. And then uh, she said, no, 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 I'm kidding, kidding, kidding. And we, we just hit it off. We became friends, and we have, have been having such a great time together. You, you, you t- do you even have to rehearse together anymore? I've been mean, going on for three or four years now. We do rehearse, but you know, it gets quicker and quicker. We get more to the, to the meat of it quicker than, than we ever have before. You said before we went on the air that uh, what you and she do are, are kind of t- take music apart and kind of reconstruct it. Indeed. Elaborate on that for me, if Indeed. you Indeed. Well, Barb is known for this. She's done this with Bob Dylan and others, Leonard Cohen, and and she, um, and she now together we will take a song and have a look at it and s- either slow it down or work with it in some way to bring out the lyric that is existing there but that oftentimes people haven't really heard before. Mm-hmm. You think you know a song and then when, when we do it, you, people say, I never really heard that song that way before or never really w- was illuminated to me in that way. You talk about Bob Dylan. That's one of her favorites. Obviously, Indeed, she's done a, right. lot, a lot of Bob Dylan work. But yep. but the Beatles. Why yeah. the Beatles? Well, she had be, coming from uh, Stockport, which is not far from Liverpool. She had avoided the Beatles her whole life, and I, you know, just adore the Beatles. And when I we became working together, one of the first songs I ever arranged for her, tiptoeing into our collaboration, was "In My Life." That you know, there are places I'll remember all my life. And she loved the arrangement. She said, ooh, this is really good. And we sang a little bit together, and it just we just started to feel we had something special. And you, it's like you can't fake it. You either have it or you don't. You know it when you see it, when you feel it, and, uh, and we do. The Beatles give you an awful lot to work with, given the variety, the diversity of their book. Indeed. Their it's book. A, it's yeah. a vast catalog. Yeah. yeah. And it was, it was we, we each made a list, and our, strangely, our lists were remarkably similar. So we knew we had a lot of songs in common that we wanted to take a look at. And we have enough now for a Beatles 2, which we may do someday. What you have on, on the current album is uh, not all of them are the best-known Beatles songs. Right. Yeah, there's, there's a few that I, even I had not really heard right. of. That Barb said, oh, we should try this. And it's, yeah. We have a moment or two here. Is there one that you'd like to, uh, to hear now and kind of give uh, our audience an example of what you two sound like together? Well, we there's a couple. There, one I absolutely love um, is "Got to Get You Into My Life," which uh, we've we really enjoy singing, and it opens our show. I was alone. I took a ride. I didn't know what I would find there. Another road where maybe I would find another kind of mind there. Ooh, then I suddenly see you. Did I tell you I need you? 
didn't run, you didn't lie, you knew I wanted just to hold you. And had you gone, you knew in time we'd meet again, for I had told you. Ooh, you were meant to be near me, ooh, and I want you to hear me say we'll be together every day. Got to get you into my life. Well, there you have, Got to Get You Into My Life, uh, Barbara Younger and uh, John McDaniel uh, performing there from their album and from their show that's going to be happening on the 27th. Barbara, it's so nice to have you with us. Thanks for making the call from London. You know, before uh, before we made connection with you, Barb, uh, John was talking about uh, the time you first met. You were apparently selling CDs in a lobby of some venue, and this guy comes up to you and says, we've got to work together. What were you thinking when he did that? Well, I thought I couldn't be so lucky because how would I work with somebody that handsome and that charming? Ah, uh, wait a minute. Is that the same John McDaniel that's <laughs> sitting here with me? <laughs> yep, that's the one. Yep, that's the same one. Can you see what the years have done? <laughs> <laughs> I'm well aware of what Indeed. the years have done to all of us. Indeed. But I'm a fan, and I'm a recent fan. I have to say I didn't know much about you until I was getting ready for this interview, and uh, I, I was watching on YouTube over the weekend and listening to Fool on the Hill and said, where is this coming from? This is fantastic. Oh, thank you. But, of course, it's very it's very easy, joking apart. It's very easy when you work with somebody who's as brilliant as John. What, what do you look for in a lyric uh, as you try to make your way into the way you're going to present it? It's a really difficult question to answer, actually. Um, because some songs you just can sing, and some songs are just not for you, you know, for one. Uh, and sometimes you don't know what they are until you do them. And, and John and I will sit with the songs, and some songs will start, and we'll just go, yes, we have it, we have it. And we don't even, I don't know, we don't even have to try particularly. And it's not necessarily obvious, because sometimes they're not the ones with the great... Um, inherent meaning. Sometimes they're ones that are just beautiful or quiet or still. Um, and sometimes ones with all those things, you try them and you just can't get anywhere. It's kind of a, it's kind of an intuition, I guess. And John, what are you looking for in the music? I think I just, uh, you know, the Beatles have such great, um, the catalog is so vast and wonderful, and, and we've all grown up with them, so they're in our DNA in some way, to some degree, each one of them, and some of them not at all. So um, they just have to, they just speak to you, actually. Yeah. Mm. Go ahead, Barb. Yes, I was going to say, that's absolutely right. They have to speak to you. And, and what's very fortunate, I think, is that um, we tend to agree whether they're speaking or not. We, we haven't, I don't think we've ever had a song, John, have we, where one of us has gone, I think we must do this, and the other one's gone, I hate it. That's, that's never happened, it's true. And we have a new show as well of Sting Music, which we just, just uh, premiered last summer, which we'll hopefully bring here someday. And th we had the same experience. There was never a time when we disagreed about whether it was working or not. Yeah. Is there going to be a Bob Dylan album at some point? Because I know, Barb, this is an area in which uh, you have a great interest. Yeah, I, well, I, I've got my I've got my thoughts about. Um, I mean, I think there's something about what John and I are doing, and we um, and the lines that we're exploring that are particular to to us. Um, but I don't rule anything out ever 
because we, we, and we've never talked about that. And I don't know what John would feel about that. Well, it's um, interesting because you've explored Dylan so incredibly deeply that, uh, yeah, we haven't talked about it because it kind of seems like you've done that, but who knows? Yeah, I mean, I, I certainly haven't finished with it. I, right. I know that for sure. And funnily enough, this afternoon, I was just I was just listening to Modern Times and thinking, oh, that's a great song. Mm. Oh. Okay. And it was waving at me. And so, you know, I mean, I <laughs> it was waving at that. me. But I, but I also think that, that um, John and I have have a, a sort of, well, we, we, we've worked on a couple of things that have been very specific for particular places. Um, we've got another one that we will work on this summer. And um, and I think we keep discovering new things. I think we're in a really early place. Right. Um, and that's a wonderful thing because we don't know what we might find and we don't know what else we might go, do you know, what about that? Um, and that's really lovely. That's really lovely. And in a way, kind of not bringing your other things to that, mm-hmm. because you do bring everything that you've ever done to everything you do, obviously, but not bringing things that you've already done somehow is quite interesting. I'd never done the Beatles before as a body of work. I'd done the odd song, but not as a body of work. And for John and I, that was a real kind of anchor point. And the same goes for Sting. Actually, John and I found another real anchor point with that. So I'm open to us finding things that we might separately not have found, but together find. And that's, that's a real collaboration as well. John, you are classically trained, and I'm just wondering, and you bounce all over the place in the musical. I mean, you're just everywhere from opera to the, the pop. Right, music theater to pop. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. How difficult is it to, to make these adjustments, or is it difficult at all? It's not difficult at all. Yeah. You, as Barb just said, I think that really spoke to me that, that you bring everything you've ever done to everything. So some of the arrangements might be a little bit, you know, a slight classical end, but not, not obvious, but mm-hmm. just a part of what I'm bringing to it, you know? Mm-hmm. And and singing with Barb, yeah. Try to keep up with Barb. Oh my goodness, it's fun. We enjoy it. We like listening to one another and harmonizing. It's a it's a part of it's a part of the joy of what we do. Barb, I, I have in my notes here that uh, some of the critics have written about you. Her approach often includes radical rereadings of known writers. Uh, what's your take on that? I had to do a carol thing the other night, and um, and I was leading in the bleak midwinter which is a carol i particularly love the christina rossetti poem and it's set to a really beautiful and aching haunting melody um, and it's one of those um lyrics that doesn't really land on the beat um and i was phrasing it the way that i would phrase it and i could see that the, the people who were singing along with me we're discovering that, of course, there was another way to phrase it. And I think a lot of it's in phrasing, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, it might be easier for John to say this than me, because no, I, that's... I, do, I just do what I do. But I, I think I phrase in a quite particular way, actually. And it's um, often about the lyric and what the sense of the line is, as opposed to the way it was necessarily set on the music, the way it was initially yeah. written, right? So, yeah, exactly. So, so it's, not, it's not ignoring the melody by any sense, right. but... But it's about finding the intention of the thrust of the thought. So what comes first when the two of you are working together? I mean, does, does the lyric establish the tempo of, of the music or vice versa? I think we dive in with open minds and hearts and just sort of 
C and how about this and what about this? And I, I, it, it doesn't really happen one specific way, does it? No, no. And, and, and also sometimes we might, we might stumble on something. Right. It, it, yeah, it's very exploratory, which is what's so lovely about it. You know, you just sit there kind of in a, in a blank page way and, and try things. And things that are, speak to you, you, you go, okay, great. And we, we both know it. We both know if something's working or if it's right. a harder struggle. Yeah, we'll smile and look at each other like, this is fun, this is good. Mm. Yeah. Mm. You know, in talking about the phrasing, as we were a minute ago, when I think of that, I'm from the generation that thinks of uh, Frank Sinatra. And his name always comes up when the issue of phrasing comes into the conversation. Do you learn from him, Barb, from people like that, or are you totally on your own with what you do? No, I absolutely. I have a. I owe a huge debt to all the great singers that we've had because they all have given us something and um, and and, they, and continue to do so. I, I never tire. Of, I mean, I can listen to those Nelson Riddle Frank arrangements forever. Thank you very much. You know, that's that's the man who knew what he was doing. And John, who inspires you and has inspired you over the years? Gosh, well, I was a protege of a guy named Peter Matz, who was Barbara Streisand's first music director, Mm -hmm. arranger, orchestrator. And he did the Carol Burnett Show for 11 years as Mm -hmm. well. And he was a great, great guy. And and I worked with his, I played piano for his wife, who was a great singer. And so I was very much in his his world. And he was a great inspiration to me. Yeah. He, uh, God, I would love to have been involved with the Carol Barnett Show. Oh, indeed. They're some of the funniest people on the planet <sighs> that, uh, that were involved in that. Yep. What is that, Barb? I said, wouldn't we all? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> energy. Yeah. Energy from the audience, Barb. That's, uh, that, that's a, a, a real important factor, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's attention. Do you know, I think when audiences are full of attention, so if, you're, if you take them to somewhere that, quiet and still, particularly in the Beatles show, there's, there's some beautiful, aching love songs, aren't there, John? Mm. Really gorgeous love songs. And, and you can hear a pin drop. And sometimes you can hear people sob a little bit because they, they're moved. And that's a beautiful thing. And then, <clears throat> and then laugh in something that they find joyous. And that's just gorgeous. So I would say, it, you know, when people are just really paying attention, that's a wonderful, wonderful thing. Yes, and, and engaged, like gift, yeah. Right. Yeah, that feels like a gift. <laughs> um, as we wind this down, I'm going to do something maybe a little bit different and ask uh, each of you, and John, I'll start with you, to describe what it is about Barb that uh, you you find such a joy to work with it about. I think it's fun. It's fun and it's gratifying and it's beautiful. And, you know, when you find someone who you connect with, who you actually love and, and respect and we it just it just clicks in a way that you can't you can't make it up and what does john bring to the performance uh, barb oh i'm so moved by what you just said i'm going to cry it <laughs> was so lovely thank you so much um i, I well it, I, mean, I think it's absolutely right it's about love actually you, you when you work with people it's a really particular relationship, actually, because an, an enormous amount of trust is involved, um, because it's like being on a high wire. 
and you have to know that the people that you're working with, in this case the person I'm working with, John, absolutely is on the high wire as well. And that you, you know that if you hold out your hand, that they're there. And that's a huge, huge thing. Um, and, it's, and, and when you find someone that you feel that about, who feels that about you because it's a two-way street, then it's magical, actually, and you value it. As our time went, we, we want to give folks another taste of what they're going to be hearing on the 27th. Uh, John, you brought along a, a CD. What would you like for us to hear? Yes, we, well, we love singing back in the USSR from the White Album. Let's have a listen. to bed last night On the way the paper bag was on my knee Man, I had a dreadful flight I'm back in the USSR Don't know how lucky you are, boy Back in the USSR So long, I hardly know the place. Gee, it's good to be back home. Leave it till tomorrow to unpack my case. Honey, disconnect the phone. I'm back in the USSR. Don't know how lucky you are, boy. Back in the US, back. In the U.S., back in the U.S.S.R. That's Barb Younger and John McDaniel from their show and album, Come Together. Yep. It's, uh, you're going to be back in the U.S.A. Forget the U.S.S.R., Barb. <laughs> That's right. On the 27th. I know. I know. I'm so, I'm so looking forward to coming. I'm so looking forward to seeing the string and the Beatles with John again. I'm just. I'm, I'm hot to trot. Well, we're excited. We're playing New York, Florida, Texas, St. Louis, and Chicago coming up. Barb Younger and St. Louis and John McDaniel, they'll be appearing together Saturday, January 27th at the Cranzburg at 7 o'clock. Archive versions of past St. Louis on the Air programs are available for download or podcast at stlpublicradio.org. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio 90.7 KWMU. Thank you for listening. I'm Don Marsh.